Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Saturday night, pre-Super Bowl, or I guess it's Super Bowl Eve, not the Super Bowl Eve Eve, Super Bowl Eve, and uh, means season's coming to a close, but the horizon's just upon us for the Broncos, hopefully going to be better this next upcoming season. It is time for an episode of Mile High Insiders. I am Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always, good friend and co-host out there in Denver, Luke Patterson. Luke, how you doing? I'm excellent, man. It's the eve of the Super Bowl, as you mentioned. The Broncos have a lot of vested interest in this game, believe it or not, Broncos country. We will tell you why right here on MHI. He's Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson. Scott on the ones and twos. But, dude, I'm pumped, man. This is the time of year. You got the Super Bowl tomorrow, Valentine's Day, the day after the Super Bowl. A little something for everybody the next couple days, dude. So I cannot wait. But I've been dying to ask you a question. What's the spread look like for Super Bowl at your house? Are you are you going hang out with some friends? What are you cooking? What are you eating? Because that's that's obviously big, right? Super Bowl Sunday. It's a national holiday. Yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm down for whatever. I'm, I'm gonna go watch it at a, a buddy's house. Actually, I have two friends that live out here in Seattle land, and they are twins, and they were my college roommates junior cool. and senior year of college. So they're out here, and my wife is uh, right now working about twelve hours a day, uh, seven days a week, writing a grant. So she's like, I don't really. I go watch it somewhere else because don't watch it here. Like get, <laughs> get out of my house. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Please. No. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm. You know, just getting out of the way. Um. But uh, yeah. No. Excited to do it. As far as food, I think they got some Luminati's pizza. Um. Shipped from them from Chicago. There's some Chicago boys at heart, so we'll have Ooh, that. There you go. Maybe some uh, some dips as well, and some wings, and of course some uh, some cold ones, some uh, frosty treats. Uh, the of the IPA variety. They are. Uh, they're the guys who got me turned on to IPA. So it'll be a lot of fun. I'm. I'm just hoping for a good game. Yeah, me too, man. I think you're going to get it too. I think you're going to get it. We have got a lot to get to in this show of MHI, but before we do, let's get loose. Let's open it up. Let's say hello to some friends in the MHH community. We'll kick it off with Paul saying, what's up? Representing Broncos country. I had a lot of folks included bearded Bronco in here before the show started. CC, our guy, DeAndre Weatherspoon. The one, the only, Dylan Von Arks, always giving us the support that we need, saying, what's up, Broncos country? Make sure that you hit that like button on the way in and subscribe if you haven't already. Guys, you can find Nick at Nick Kendall MHH, yours truly at Luke Patterson LP, and always go to the mothership at Mile High Huddle, milehighhuddle.com for up-to-the-minute Broncos news, analysis, and coverage. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because – They save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner 
for the Huddle Up Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Uh, yeah, man, I think we're going to get a really good game. Uh, you're, you're looking at the Broncos defensive coordinator who's going to have a, somewhat of an impact in this game. I mean, his his handprints and his hands are on this defense that is a very talented unit uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. But offense, right? We're looking at the quarterbacks here. You're looking at Uncle Joey, Joey Burrow, man, against Matt Stafford. I absolutely can't wait. Um, the Broncos have got some other interests as well. I mean, the biggest question of all do you trade for a quarterback or do you try to draft one and develop? I mean, it, it, one or the other has to happen this year. The wait is over. Mm-hmm. Broncos country has lost their patience. I've lost my patience. Nick, we've got to move forward one way or the other with quarterback. Yeah, I definitely have to move forward. Uh, who knows what that means? Um, obviously, you've had multiple interviews now with uh, George Payton talking about the draft, talking about veterans slash the trade market, and talking about Drew Locke as well. So uh, Drew Locke is the guy who's in-house right now. Um, he gives you a, a decently high floor entering the season, right? Like worst case scenario, worst case, and nobody, nobody get offended by that, but like worst case, right? Um, you're starting Drew Locke next year and, you know, say what you will. Maybe that's a great thing for, for some of your guys' opinions out there. No. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to quote Aaron Rodgers, I think he's a bum, an absolute bum. Uh, no, I, that's you're exactly right, Nick. And, and that's obviously a heated debate, right? Because you've got yeah. those of us that are done with Drew, but hmm. who, you got to have a quarterback on this team. You don't want to resign yep. Teddy Bridgewater. You don't want Drew. Well, you got to pick almost the lesser of two evils to at least have a third string insurance plan. Because while we all love Brett Rippon, and trust me, I love Brett, go Broncos, Boise State, and everything. Uh, he's not quite the answer either. So no. I think you're exactly right. We talked about it. You talked about it specifically on these airwaves last Saturday night, Nick. I mean, get ready. Drew Locke is under rookie contract, something Scott and I were talking about before you popped in. It's it's You've got to brace yourself for it, folks. It's mm-hmm. very real. Uh, I don't think the trade demand is super hot for Drew Locke, so I think you're definitely going to see him in training camp this summer. Yeah, I mean, Drew Locke's going to be here unless his camp requests a trade. I think that's the reality of it. Uh, he is exceedingly cheap. He's still young, and he's cost-controlled, and you have three years of tape now, not total seasons. Again, nobody come at me for, you know, Oh, he's played in three years. Oh, he hasn't played every single game, every single season. Okay, fine. I hear you. Um, but, uh, you have three years. So you kind of know what you're getting with drew lock. The, some of the splash throws down the field, but that's your floor going into the season. So we'll see what he can do. And you're right. The Broncos got to make a move at the quarterback this season, whether it be trade veteran signing or the draft. Um, this is not the, in my opinion, it's not the draft where I'm looking to be the f- team to take the first quarterback off the board because uh, I can't really sort these guys. I don't trust the none of them really stand out to me as far as the demigod level traits besides Malik Willis. But Malik Willis's tape is 
erratic. I guess we'll put it that way. Some of it's Hugh Freeze, some of it's the situation he's in, et cetera. But Armin Athleticism, he's the only one who reaches the cutoff bar for me for a top 15 level pick. Uh, so we got David coming in here. David, uh, great to see you. It's always great to see David Schlosser Jr. coming in. Good evening, gents. Good evening to you, David. Hope you're having a good weekend and it's nice weather wherever you are. I think you guys, did you guys get some snow this weekend? Yeah, man, we got some snow out here, uh, especially in Roxboro, right by the mountains here in the Rocky Mountain Mile yeah. High region. Uh, yeah, we're sitting at like a foot, a foot of snow, man. So oh my gosh! Really, yeah, feeling really good. I was telling, I was telling Scott, we had like the crazy grocery shopping thing yesterday, where it's mm. like not only is it Super Bowl weekend, the weekend before Valentine's Day, but it's also snow. And yeah. as you know, Nick, it's very bizarre whenever there's snow. It's like full panic yeah. mode wherever you're at. The bananas are gone, milk's gone, eggs gone. I mean, absolutely crazy so yeah got the grocery shopping done and everything but yeah man it's, it's one of those things where here in the mile high city we're bracing ourselves right because yeah. we want this coaching staff to be completed well mm -hmm. it's completed officially after this game and you get your defensive coordinator and i'm gonna butcher his first name you're gonna help me out is Giro evero is that i, I think that? you nailed it yeah, all right cool all right, he's the secondary coach, passing game coordinator, Broncos country. You know that coming over from the Los Angeles Rams. But, Nick, I didn't get to talk to you about this. Dom Capers is mm -hmm. in the house here in Denver, man. I could not be more pumped. That made my Friday. Uh, Dom Capers coming on for uh, an advisory role, right, with the defense. Obviously, this coaching staff is very young. Uh, we're already being asked, what do you make of the uh, Dom Capers hire for the Broncos? I mean, it's good to get more perspective in there. Obviously, Nathaniel Hackett can lean on his dad, uh, Paul Hackett, for some offensive kind of coaching stuff going on there in the league. And he, he knows his ones and twos with the uh, the offensive side. He's got some people that he can lean on there, even if they are young in Denver. And, I mean, gosh, he's got, you know, say what you will, he can you know go talk to Elway as well, who's seen a thing or two about the offensive side of the football. But defensive side, still pretty young. Uh, Bill Collar moving on to a more of advisory position. Uh, Elijah Ever Evero. Ijiro Ivaro coming in here. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously going to be the first time defensive coordinator worked underneath a number of guys, but I'm happy to have Don Capers in here. I don't think it means a lick as far as Aaron Rodgers coming or not coming. I don't think that's going to make much of an impact uh, for Aaron Rodgers' decision, uh, but I'm happy that Capers is coming. I think he's done a fine do a job with the, the Packers. I always kind of respected his... He was a little bit ahead of his time with as far as like, we're not going to put guys in the box because we're going to try to make the big play and take space. And if you want to run the football, then God bless you. Enjoy yourself. Um, but uh, we're not going to do that. So I appreciate what Dom's going to do. And I'm really curious to see what Evero is going to do here in Denver as well. There's obviously some, some data points that we can talk about with the Rams that's uh, coming to light that really does line up with the Broncos, what the Broncos have done recently. But the most interesting thing, obviously for the Broncos in the Super Bowl, is the Matt Stafford experiment coming a perennial loser, never won a playoff game before, you know, Oh man, he can't win a playoff game. He's terrible. Look at it. What has he ever done? Well, now he's one win away one night away from being a super bowl champion after coming from the Detroit lions. So uh, mm. quarterback matters obviously, but uh, it still takes a team around the quarterback to hoist the Lombardi trophy when it's all said and done. I can't help but think about Jared Goff whenever Matthew Stafford comes up, man. I'm just like, dude, what a what a crazy world that we live in. Alternative alternative reality, if you will. Um, you're exactly right with the Evero, man. I think you're getting a good coach. You're getting kind of some insurance plans with your defensive brain trust, if you will, sitting in the back. Uh, but Evero and Dom Capers are familiar with each other in 2016. They were together with the Green Bay Packers as Evero was the defensive quality control coach after spending five years with the Niners. Um, so Dom Capers and Evero, very familiar with one another. They understand offensive tendencies. They understand uh, progressions. They understand how to 
take defenses to the next level. And I think mm-hmm. when you've got a good mix of young, old, you've got all the ideas flowing. And it's always great when you've got multiple voices in the room. Speaking of multiple voices in the room, one of the, our favorite voices in the room, our guy, Travis Weber. What's up, Travis? Hope you have a great Super Bowl tomorrow. And thank you for joining Nick Scott and I on MHI. It says, good evening, Nick, Luke, and Scott. Broncos country, what's up? I'm not with the quarterback class in this draft, and I don't know if we're going to land Rodgers or Wilson. I said it last night. If all else fails, get someone else like Mariota, ride locks last year, and look to draft a quarterback in 2023. What do you all think of Tyrone Wheatley as the running backs coach? That's a lot. That's a lot, Travis. Absolutely love it. Tyrone Wheatley, running backs coach, Al Wilson. That's immediately what I think of, Nick. Um, What do you make of the new hire? Running backs coach Curtis Modkins, I believe, went to Minnesota. Is that right? Yep, yep that's correct. I he's got some shoes to fill because Curtis Modkins has been a pretty good running back coach here in Denver for a bit. Uh, you do have some talent in the room, and you've heard me say it a thousand times. You know, I'm a big proponent that it's about the players on the field more than it is the coaches. Uh, then you know, maybe the coaches make up 10% of the outcome where the players are 90 percent um so we'll see what weatherly can do uh, i'm really curious to see how young this uh and green this staff is and how it comes together uh, i know that early on for zach taylor uh coaching in his first Super Bowl third year at the Bengals, he had a very young staff as well with cincinnati that has had some some of those younger coaches get fired and replaced for more experienced coaches as time has moved on so i'm curious if that's going to be the case with nathaniel hackett as well um but again this is his first coaching staff hopefully they get it right um but you don't know until you know. That's that's the biggest thing with the coaches. You don't know until we've seen the games, we've seen the guys develop, and we hear what the players are saying about the coaches as well. Our guy, Gary Leeds Palmer, is coming in the house, giving us some support, always showing us love. We appreciate you, Gary, and happy Super Bowl Eve to you. Hope you have a great Sunday tomorrow. Saying what's up, guys? I love the show. We love you, Gary. You're a huge part of this show, as is the rest of Broncos country, and you guys keep us going. Just like our guy, Peter Middleton. Peter's been with us since the very beginning. What's up, Pete? Good to see you, bud. If the Rams lose, um, were their signings worth it? Nobody cares about teams coming in second. I wouldn't want to get rid of all my draft picks, but this year might be a good year to trade it. Peter, I absolutely love it because that kind of you're hitting on a fundamental point. Um Sean McVay, we've we've seen him in a couple Super Bowls now. Uh, the last Super Bowl didn't go according to plan, right? If you're the losing team, but Sean McVay, he's successful. You see his coaching tree; it's successful. I love the storylines, but as Peter's pointing out, Nick, they've completely sold out on this season. We're going all in, and they're in the Super Bowl. Something I wasn't sure that the Rams could do. Uh, do you feel like there's a lot of pressure on the Rams in this one? Oh yeah, a lot of pressure on the Rams the way they built this team. Um, they've essentially can become, I guess, the New Orleans Saints to a degree where they're going to be kicking the can down the road with a lot of the finances. But uh, they don't have a lot of pieces to build the basis of the team going forward with all the draft picks they've traded. But with Matt Stafford, with his age, with his contract, Aaron Donald, how many more years of peak Aaron Donald do you have left? I applaud the Rams for doing what they're doing, going out and getting superstar players and getting injury luck that's i think that's an important aspect as well with this rams team when you're so top heavy to not have a jalen ramsey to not have an aaron donald to not have an andrew whitworth etc injury uh cooper cup i mean the only one i can really think of that's really huge has been robert woods but they were able to sign obj off the street um to kind of not totally replace his role but replace some of the production so Mm -hmm. uh i i think i really appreciate what the rams are doing because your margins for winning a super bowl are so thin that if you feel like you're in your window if you can give yourself a 
make a trade like Von Miller, the second and third round pick to increase your chances from 20% to 25%. It's so hard to get there anyway. Go all in, go for it, and uh, hopefully win it. If not, you did your darndest. But I think the a lot of people want to have the decade, 15-plus years kind of Patriots run, but that's not as... There's only one Bill Belichick. There's only been one Tom Brady. Most Super Bowl windows are three to four years cyclical. And if you're in your window, go in on it. And I think that's what the Rams are doing. Uh, they saw Jared Goff. You essentially had to have a perfect offensive play every single time for Jared Goff to function. Can't function in the drop back pass game. That's not good enough. We need a quarterback mm-hmm. who's got some superstar ability that can help us in the drop back pass game on third and long and uh, unlock more of the offense. You know, make make our play callers right even when they're wrong. Um, so going for it, I'm, I'm all about it. I know that maybe 2025, the Rams, maybe you're going to be a little weaker, but that's 2025. Like go, go win right now. You have a chance right now. Go, go, be, go become eternal. I don't understand. I love it. Go become eternal. I love it. Gave me goosebumps there. I'm thinking of Joey B uncle Joey. Yeah. I'm obviously rooting for the Bengals in this one, man, but this is cool because I don't have hate towards either team. I'm good with whoever wins the game, honestly. So I'm really looking forward to it. But Nick, what grinds my gears is the the fan that's out there, NFL fan that says, oh, Aaron Rodgers only has two to four years left. Is it really worth it to trade three first rounders and possibly a, a starting player? To me, yes, it's worth it. If you have a chance, if you are setting up, if you were selling out, because Aaron Rodgers would not be the only piece. Obviously, mm-hmm. he would be the most important piece, but we've talked Devontae Adams coming over, and, and we're going to get to you in a second, Mr. Vidal. I see your comment, and you've been waiting very patiently with Devontae Adams. But, Nick, I can't stand that. Only three or four years, it's different than Peyton. Yes, it's different than Peyton, but you cannot tell me that some of the parallels between Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning when Aaron Rodgers is accepting the NFL MVP are not just blatantly obvious. Yes, you sign up for three to four years. Yes, you make a playoff run. I'm done with these five to six years of just absolute garbage here in the Mile High City. What say you, Nick? I mean, three to four years, that's a long time in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's it's essentially an eternity. Uh, no doubt about it. And the thing is, you know, talking about how the Rams have gone out there and traded two firsts and Jared Goff to bring in Matt Stafford versus the Joe Burrow method where you, I mean, which one's easier trading two first round picks to go get a guy who you know who they are or lucky, not only lucking into the first overall pick sucking enough in the single year where you have the first overall pick, but there being a quarterback who's actually worth it. If the Bengals would have gone, um, you know, number one, this season, this draft class, they're picking an offensive tackler and edge rusher. There's not a there's not a quarterback like this every single year in every class, and there's no guarantee that way. So obviously, I'd rather have the young quarterback for the next decade. Uh, sure. But it's just doesn't really work out that way. And if you have a chance to go get one of the top 10, 8 to ten quarterbacks in the NFL, then you are then you have a seat at the table and you actually have a chance in the NFL to go take it all and uh, win games in different ways on the back of your quarterback. So uh, Quero uh, Vidal coming in here saying, I disagree with training Judy for Adams. Judy had almost the same amount of yards in his first year with three quarterbacks as Adams. His first two years combined with a rod. Yeah. Adams came about a little slow. I think didn't Devontae Adams have an injury. There's one of his first two years as well. So that, I think that impacted him a bit early right. second round pick out of Fresno state. Uh, the thing with, Aaron Rodgers is talking about it. And this is what I hang my hat on as well with, I don't want to get rid of Judy. I think Judy would be great with Rodgers coming in. No doubt actually getting him a quarterback who can let him do some yak stuff or, you know, look off a safety or uh, drive it in there into some space to let him do some stuff after the catch. Uh, But you're talking about having three years to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. If you're trading for him, 
what jump starts and gives you the best chance to, again, going for it, bringing sure. in Adams does that because you there's no guarantee if you can increase your margins just by the smallest amount, you know, over time, those start to add up. So I hear what you're saying, and I, I don't think you're totally wrong here, uh, Huero, uh, Vidal, but um, also if you can have a chance to bring in Adams and give yourself a kickstart to and a leg up uh, for the Aaron Rodgers era, as brief as it might be, I think you have to do that if it's, if it's a possibility. The other thing is if Aaron Rodgers says, I'm only coming there if Adams comes with, Judy who? I mean, I'm sorry. Like, Jerry Judy's fun, uh, no doubt, and I'm excited. Didn't to see what score he can do. a touchdown last yeah. year, Huero. That's the first. Yeah. I'm not trying to jump on you, bro, because I see what you're doing. And, Nick, I hate to just cut you off, but you're exactly right. I mean, Devontae Adams, Jerry Judy. Devontae Adams. And that's not sliding Jerry Judy. That's just – it is what it is. And we've talked about receiver being a dependent position, but for, the, for crying out loud, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have synergy. They know each other. That is one of the biggest things that you would get with an Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Jerry Judy, he's having a hard time because he doesn't have an adequate quarterback. And, man, I just would hate to see a learning curve. I would hate to see struggles, frustration, especially with Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. I get the sense that Jerry Judy is frustrated. I Total speculation here, but the cryptic tweets, things like that, I'm a little over. I don't see Devontae Adams and Jerry Judy being on the same team. I just, I don't see it. They're two completely different individuals. Uh, I think Devontae Adams is an established leader as well. So I love you, Huero. I see what you're doing there because Huero knows Jerry Judy is untapped potential. And Huero's frustrated, just like we all are, when Jerry Judy can't get in the end zone. It's not all his fault, right? I mean, it's just, it's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame, and obviously we are hoping for the best of Judy. And it's most likely scenario that Judy's here next year and Rodgers is not the quarterback. So, well, hopefully they can find him a quarterback regardless. And at least in my opinion, Luke, I don't know, you might be hearing different things than I am. Or, uh, you know, you might be hearing different things, and I'm just a skeptic at heart. You know, you can sure. believe I can be a skeptic. <laughs> but um, um, we'll see what happens, and hopefully Judy can be a great player for the Broncos in the near future, but they got to figure out a quarterback for him. Jacob Foster coming in. Jacob's been supporting us in the mornings, been in the evenings right on, uh, with the Facebook uh, stars. So, Jacob, you are a Facebook star in my eyes. Thank you so much. Happy Super Bowl Eve for your superb owl, whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat. That's awesome, Jake. Really appreciate you joining Nick Scott and I here on MHI on Saturday night. He's Nick Kendall at Nick Kendall MHH. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. And I see Ben weighing in here saying, guys, let's not forget about KJ Hamler. KJ yeah. Hamler has been forgotten because Nick, as you know, when you got the injury bug and you're on the injury bug list and you're doing the rehab in the dark by yourself with the trainers and no one else is watching, you kind of become the forgotten man. I really haven't thought about KJ Hamler to be completely honest with you, just reacting to what Ben is saying here, but you're exactly right. I mean, talk about development with Aaron Rodgers and KJ Hamler whole bunch of untapped potential, especially in the slot where you can't coach speed. Yeah. Uh, the thing about KJ Hamler is that he suffered that injury last year. And we already saw this past season with Cortland Sutton uh, being a shell of himself this whole last year. Quarterback's part of it, but um, other part is he doesn't trust that knee just yet. And Hamler's a, the type of player, his skill set, I believe is one that's even going to be more impacted by that type of injury uh, early on, you know, that quick twitch with that knee. Is he going to trust the knee to really plant and change direction? Uh, it's going to be a little bit of time. And also the thing is when Hamler suffered that injury, there was a interview with Vic Fangio afterwards where Vic said that it was the ACL and some other stuff. And that others, that other stuff there is does some heavy lifting. That's when it gets, it's not just a clean ACL tear, you know, that's a little cleaner to clean. And uh, God, how many times can I say clean? That's a little bit better to, uh, 
projection long-term for them getting healthy and on the field with that other stuff that could cloud things could make it where you're talking about handler next season, maybe getting a, a sparring type of red shirt season where he's kind of getting together, not even seeing a fully healthy handler until 2023. We'll see. I know he's been out on the field, but again, skeptic, I got to see it to believe it. And until, until I see handler out there being healthy, I'm going to kind of write him off. Well, and EJ is agreeing with you here saying, look, the injuries, he's injury prone receiver. Peyton needs to draft another receiver with his ability and speed. We can't only have one speed wide receiver. And EJ, you're hitting the nail on the hand or on the head rather with the Broncos receivers. Okay. You get Devonte Adams here. You get, you have Cortland Sutton, you have Tim Patrick. Let's say they ship Jerry Judy in two number ones. Uh, you've got a lot of the same body to receiver, obviously different skills, but you got big receivers, something I absolutely love. Go get those 50, 50 balls, but you do need a yak guy like a KJ Hamler or a Jerry Judy, but you're exactly right, Nick. I mean, these, these track stars, you get really worried when their explosive um, attributes get taken from them because of injury and things like that. And some of that stuff, you just can't get back. Um, I hope, the best for KJ. I mean, science and modern medicine today. Good Lord. Uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. But KJ Hamler, do not forget about KJ, the speed demon for the Broncos. Hopefully he can rebound. And Travis Weber, always giving us some more support. Thank you, Travis. Mm-hmm. I'm good with either team, either team winning tomorrow, but I want Vaughn to get another ring. I absolutely love that you brought this up, Travis, because how could we ignore Vaughn Miller? Back in the Super Bowl, first time since Super Bowl 50. I think I even saw there some Vegas odds on him being MVP, Super Bowl MVP again. Uh, if you, For those that are interested in odds and prop bets and things like that, um, how can you not root for Vaughn? Right, Nick? I mean, no one's bitter here in Broncos country. And Vaughn doesn't – he seems fine. He's talking about, you know, I'm not the one that got rid of me but I'll always be a Bronco. And some have even speculated about Vaughn coming back and returning to Denver with or without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, would you be open to a Vaughn Miller reunion? Oh, heck yeah. I'd be open to a Vaughn Miller reunion, but it always <laughs> comes down to the money. Um, and it also comes down to the quarterback situation as well. Does it make sense for the Broncos to pay Vaughn Miller a huge contract if they're essentially kicking the can next year, doing a lock versus Tyrod Taylor versus day two quarterback, you know, like I would rather put the money in the pocket and then be aggressive in 2023 because you do have that rollover cap. And I know it's not what anybody wants to hear, but uh, I think that's a better situation. You you need to make sure you're lined up and ready to go when the time is right. And if you just have the money, you shouldn't just spend it to spend it. Um, So uh, we got gauge coming in here saying Von Miller matched up against Isaiah Prince is scary. On top of that, the Rams have one of the best stunt games in the league. Yeah, the Rams are a lot of fun. And Luke, this is, I got to give you a little a dig here, but the, name me a Ram starting off ball linebacker <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Uh, Not to put you on the spot. Yeah, no, I, I pass. How about that? I'm going to go. I'm gonna yeah. go, I mean, that's your, that's it, right? Off, that's, yeah. Something that the Rams don't concern themselves with these things, Nick. They get the quarterback. Uh, They're not about batted balls. Yeah, they're about getting (laughs) sacks, dude. So, I mean, to your point, nada, crickets, crickets. (laughs) And I wonder if that's replicable for Ijiro Ivaro coming over here. I guess we'll wait and see. Uh, Part of it, too, is like if the Rams had a great linebacker, of course, they'd be playing one right now. They just haven't really invested in that position. I mean, I bet you that's a team. We'll see it. We'll see if it's tomorrow, but maybe that's a team that's wishing they still had Kenny young on the roster. I mean, who knows? Uh, but yeah, I know you have uh Troy reader um, who I'm guessing the Rams you're going to see 
Just a little mm-hmm. factoid here. The Rams played the third most six plus defensive back looks um, of any team in football this season. And that is to get Troy reader off the bleeping field because he can't cover for anything. So if you see him on the field, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, CJ Uzama, Uzama, excuse me, Uzama. nailed it. Uh-huh. Um, look for them to take on him, but and he'll um, be, pl- he- and he'll be playing. Everything is, yeah. is point. How odd is that? Right. Both tight ends. And obviously Higby not going for the Rams yeah. is a big bummer. Um, yeah. But that was weird, right? Both tight ends mm-hmm. get hurt in their conference championship game. And one of them is yeah. going to be able to go, but you're yep. exactly right. I mean, you're the weak spots are there. They're mm-hmm. obvious, but the O line for Cincy, man, that's, that's, that's going to be tough. <laughs> that's the weakest spot. Yeah. Um, Hajim Adenije, the right guard. If Aaron Donald lines up over him every game, I'm guessing his pass rush win weight. He's going to win probably every other snap against him. The only reason he doesn't win some of those reps is because Joe Burrow's getting the ball out quickly. Uh, so that'll be a big matchup. I'm really curious to see how the Rams back end holds. I think they had a lot of breaks despite how much they play that cover, uh, that four shell or that shield in the back end. And I think here's something. Here's an interesting tidbit for you. Right on the green dot tomorrow night is going to be uh, – safety that they just added whose name is all of a sudden escaping me um the ancient safety that they just Weddle. brought in Weddle Weddle's going to be wearing the green dot for the Rams tomorrow again leaning Jesus. into the heavy defensive back looks there <laughs> versus uh that uh Bengals team Bengals though Joe Burrow this year second in EPA per pass attempt versus man coverage 18th against two high safety zone looks so mm. drops a lot and I mean, you remember Joe Burrow against the Broncos this year not a good game that Joe Jamar Chase not a good game. Broncos kind of stymied them. So if the it just it lines up so well for the Rams to take this game. I hope I'm hoping for a good game, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Rams win by, you know, 13 plus. The one thing that the Cincinnati Bengals have taught me, Nick, is to draft a rookie kicker every single year. That's the only thing I'm going to try to learn this year is how to scout kickers. If anything else, I will have a kicker by the time the draft is ready to go. Uh, Peter Middleton coming in with a good question saying, Nick, would you let uh, Bradley Chubb go instead of Jerry Judy? I personally would. The thing is, Chubb is going to get you less on return uh, than Judy is right now. Judy still has three years of cost controlled left. And while he did have a high ankle sprain this last season, uh, it's not like two ACL injuries or and foot injuries that Bradley Chubb has had. So uh, Judy, even though last year wasn't great for him, you're going to get more in return for Judy. And the reason also Judy's being thrown in there is that if you are bringing in Devonte Adams, along with Rogers and Mile High Mike, saying Rogers is not coming. People, well, let's just let us live in this reality for breaking a second. news. Mile High Mike knows something that we don't. You heard it first here on MHI. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm again, I'm a skeptic. I'll believe it when I see it. But uh, the, no doubt about it, the Broncos are going to be aggressive on that front to try to make that deal happen. Um, who knows? But as far as Chubbers Judy, Judy makes sense if you are also trading Devonte Adams in here because the, who you're throwing to? Fant Adams. Patrick Sutton running backs in here, Albert Okwebenam. I mean, it's just a, a diminishing return on investment. So you can maximize the value, bring in Adams. And also Adams is going to play a similar role to what Judy would here as well. Um, so uh, that's the big thing with Judy there for me with uh, Chubb versus Judy um, overall with this roster. You're just in a better point and uh, he's going to give you more return on the trade. Some of the injuries with Albert O and Noah Fant uh, bother me at times. So I wonder, like, hmm, did Bron- are the Broncos interested in maybe adding another tight end? That would be interesting. And you don't Deep have draft. to look. You don't right. You don't have to look Deep. very far here in Colorado. Trey McBride is obviously on my wish list. He's going to go very mm-hmm. early, Nick. I, I, I second round, right? I mean, top of Probably. the second mm-hmm. for sure. I don't see first round grade. I mean, that'd be a big reach, especially yeah. at the tight end position. But uh, yeah, man, a huge. Speaking of tight ends, huge 
props to Andrew Beck, too, mm. who was um, recognized at the NFL honors. And I want to say, was it USAA that was the official sponsor of the military and veterans? Andrew Beck representing the Denver Broncos is that recipient here in 2021. Congratulations and much respect. That's an awesome, awesome thing. Justin Simmons gets snubbed again. Not just the Pro Bowl, Nick, but uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Andrew Whitworth, how can you not love that guy's speech? How can you not love the guy in general? Mm -hmm. And how surreal is that? Cincinnati Bengals, they got rid of him. They kicked him to the curb, and there he is, the oldest starting left tackle in Super Bowl history. And uh, it's a cool story, man. It's cool yeah. to see both teams in it. It's cool to see so many new names, so many new faces. It's no longer Brady. It's no longer Mahomes, at least for this year. Uh, so I'm pumped for it, man. It's going to be good. It will be a good one. And the Bengals, uh, probably one of the lesser teams to make the Super Bowl in a bit as far as their season outcome. But if you get in and you get hot at the right time, anything can happen. You know, everybody's like, oh, man, let's say you're trading for just throwing a name out. But let's say you're throwing uh, trading for Kirk Cousins. Is Kirk Cousins going to make you one of the elite teams in the NFL? No. Is he good enough to get you in the playoffs and then let the chips fall where they might? Sure. Yes, I I do believe that. So, um. There's different options here, different avenues where the team can get better. But first thing the Broncos got to do is just try to get a, a ticket to the dance. From there, anything can happen. And Jeff noise. I got to get, yeah, I got to get my guy Jeff in the house here because Jeff, I appreciate you joining Nick and I, and I see yeah. Jeff is very active in, uh, in, in the chat and a big Drew Locke guy. So I wanted to give Jeff some love saying, uh, always out of the loop right now. And mm -hmm. I, the reason I brought that up, Nick, and, and I, the, context rather is who's leading the franchise and that's the question ownership starting to bidders are coming together you're starting to see maybe some some plans form but I saw it before we hopped on the stream. People were arguing, you know, when is the team going to be sold? You had some folks saying the fall, some folks saying the spring. Nick, I think the sale is going to go very quickly. And then you're going to start to figure out if John Elway is going to be involved with the team. He did let multiple sources know, including Mike Liss and Mark Kisla of the Denver Post, that he wants to be involved in one way or the other uh, after ownership even if that includes some sort of ownership. Yeah. So it's hard to imagine uh, uh, the Denver Broncos without John Elway, but it's good to give a fresh start to folks, guys. I mean, we're looking at a bunch of new coaches coming in, and while we are sad to see Chris Cooper go, I'm pumped to see him land his offensive line job for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you're going to see some other guys, you know, our good special teams coordinator out there in Las Vegas, right? And Curtis Modkins, we referenced him earlier, and some of these other cats getting a chance because long ago – there was a Reggie Herring, a young Reggie Herring that a team had to take a, a chance on, a young Bill Kolar. And these are those things. It's a good evolution, and I'm excited to see a new chapter, but some familiar faces still behind the scenes. And Dom Capers, I can't get over that, Nick. Dom Capers is involved with the Denver Broncos, man. Pinch me. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, it will be a lot of fun. I'm curious to see what the dynamics are, and I'm really hoping that Ajiro Ivaro, when he does come in, that the – you know, if you're there, Luke, asking some questions, I want to hear some hard-hitting schematic questions. You know, what's going to be the basis for the Broncos? What are they going to be doing up front with their gap assignments? Are they going to be keeping the gap in a half? Are they going to mm -hmm. be going to more of a one-gapping kind of stuff that you're seeing a lot with the Rams? Uh, they they play a lot of five-one boxes, uh, five guys on the line of scrimmage and one defensive back, uh, uh, one linebacker in the box. And here's something, too, that just always kind of makes me laugh because sometimes narratives out there in Broncos country, they're a little bit more 
emotional than empirical. And everybody's, you know, screaming about Vic Fangio dropping Von Miller into coverage in games that Von Miller's almost has as many coverage reps since joining the Rams that he did in Vic Fangio's entire Denver uh, tenure in Denver. So obviously why is Vic Von Miller so much better than the, uh, with the Rams and the Broncos, a, they play with a lead. B, he's got Aaron Donald next to him. I mean, it's amazing what you have, what happens when you have two guys where if you have a one-on-one, guess what? They're going to get in the backfield. So uh, excited to see what can happen there. And Leonard Floyd, too. Guy we don't uh, give oh, enough credit to. He's dude. incredible as well. Yeah, Aaron Donald, man. I'm sure you've seen it, too, because you are you watch all the same people I do on Twitter. But Nagy out there throwing down Aaron Donald stuff from the Senior Bowl. And, I mean, just old film. It's it's unbelievable what this guy does. I mean, he's truly a generational player. He's but at like 270, too. It's like I, I know he's light and he's short. He's undersized. He's strong as a bull. Yeah, he's smart. So he's conditioned. I mean, he's probably the best conditioned player on the field. And that's yeah. odd to say for an undersized defensive lineman. But, Nick, I want to get Brandon. Brandon Lewis, a huge shout out. He's saying, what's up, guys? I'm a longtime podcast listener. It's my first time watching live. Cheers. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for joining Nick and I and Scott and all of our MHH teams and crews. We appreciate you and hope you have a great Super Bowl, man. Let us know what your pick is, who you're cheering for, what storylines do you like. Broncos country will open it up to you guys because we've got probably another 30 minutes here in MHI. But let's talk Super Bowl MVP. Uh, who, yeah. who are you looking at? I mentioned Von Miller. Obviously, there's some odds on there. I, I think that's a little steep, but Aaron Donald's in the conversation. Cooper Cup's in the conversation for the Rams. What about the Bengals? I mean, they're obviously, I think, the underdog. I, I haven't looked at the odds, but I would expect them to be the underdog. Uh, if the Bengals pull out the victory, who do you like as Super Bowl MVP other than Uncle Joey, Joe Burrow? If the Bengals win, I think that means that the Rams could not win enough at the at the point of scrimmage or with especially the linebackers there. And they were having some issues coming downhill, filling their gap assignments from the safety, showing those two high pre-safety snaps. That's screaming to me like a Joe Mixon game, whether that be isolating a linebacker on some of those uh, whip routes or something out of the backfield or just run game in general. Um, I think that the Bengals are going to be emphatic about running the football, even if they have to ram their head into a brick wall multiple times, just to simply, you know, body blows, to that Rams defensive line. I don't think you can drop back 50 times and expect Joe Burrow not to get bent in half. Uh, I mean, I guess they tried that against the Titans and they did end up winning, but it's just eventually that's not going to work, right? Like he's going to get injured and he's going to lose a little bit of RPMs on the football or something like that. So uh, if it's not Joe Burrow, I think that that screams to me, Joe Mixon had a big game and he's a very talented back. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I'm rooting for Logan Wilson, too, our guy out of Wyoming, right? I mean, those that's cool to see so many great stories for both of these teams. And, um, you know, I, I'm not a big Odell guy, but, man, I'm I'm so excited to see him play because he's he, he's really coming on when you need him most. I mean, these these yeah. games are what matter, Nick, and it's exciting to see. But our good friend Peter is weighing in once more saying an Aaron Rodgers trade would bring huge t-shirt sales great for new ownership i think it's the year for a big trade and you're exactly right peter because the broncos need to rebrand um that's really it and how do you rebrand you bring in a super bowl winning quarterback and the fan base immediately forgives forgets it's a new face it's a new excitement I mean, you remember what it was like before Peyton Manning got here, Nick. It was it was horrible. I mean, before you had Jake Plummer and and, and things like that, you had Brian Greasy, uh, you had Jay Cutler, everything that went down there, Kyle Orton. I mean, man, when it's good, it's good, and when it's bad, it's bad. And to get Aaron Rodgers here would absolutely be great. But when you talk about 
the business model of what Aaron Rodgers would do. That's bringing a whole new stream of revenue, not only to the city, to the fan base, but also to the league. And Denver's long overdue, if we're going to be honest, first stadium. Uh, everybody always asks, why can't we have a Super Bowl here in Denver? It's fairly obvious. It's an outdoor stadium, people. It's a small stadium. They do not want the weather affecting the Super Bowl. That is very clear with the way that Roger Goodell and the NFL and the Super Bowl committee have really launched things forward in the modern NFL. So uh, do I expect Aaron Rodgers to get here in a new stadium to get built right away? No, but at least it would be a good step in the right direction when new ownership eventually arrives. I mean, heck, there's a lot of undeveloped land, parking lots and whatnot around the uh, <laughs> around the stadium is too. I mean, gosh, right? There's a lot of potential there for it. I mean, I know Cliss says it jokingly, but Bronco land, right? Making a Bronco yeah. Mecca around the stadium, you know, to make the game not just a game, but an experience, right? A big, huge mm-hmm. fan experience. Not that it already isn't, but I mean, I've been to Green Bay, Kansas City, uh, Indianapolis, where it's like a, it's a literally a huge community, like a neighborhood almost that surrounds it with a bunch of like a party going on, like a carnival every single time. Right. So I'm curious to see what the new owner can do there. Cause I feel like that's, that's the next big step for the Broncos. Obviously at the end, it's more about the product on the field. If you have a mm-hmm. winning product, people are going to come, but uh, it's 2022. You got to have the full experience there for the fans. Um, John Clay, Evington coming in. Good. It's always good to see John. John is always supporting us on YouTube. If you guys want to be like John, make sure you head on YouTube and uh, support us. We we appreciate it. John says, Joe, Joe cool. Burrow will be the MVP Bengals 31 Ram 17. So proud of UW Wilson, Uh, man. That is a spicy score. I I'm going to be honest with you. I do not see almost any way that the Bengals blow the Rams out unless the Rams have one of those crazy games where, you know, the, th- the balls are bouncing off their players into the Bengals hands. Uh, their the cam Akers is fumbling it three or four times. I mean, this Rams team has been cooking and also this is a, I think they play much better. The Rams match up much better against the Bengals who want to live in 11 personnel than they did against the 49ers, right? The heavy personnel, the box stuff Rams are fine playing in space, playing too high and rotating a safety down. Um, it's not really the match quarters that you see from Vic Fangio more, more than it is a, a, a safety rotating, rotating down cover three kind of look. Uh, mm-hmm. But still, I think that's a lot of, a lot of stuff that Joe Burrow has struggled with. Obviously the, really starts and ends with the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, but especially the Rams defensive line versus the Bengals offensive line. And I just, I really don't see a way that the Bengals win by that much. I, I crazy things can happen. You know, that's the NFL, but I just don't see it. Especially Jalen Ramsey taking out Jamar chase. Matthew I, don't, Stafford, I don't know. Matthew Stafford turns the ball over all the time. Logan Wilson. I mean, he's leading the Bengals defense in interceptions. I mean, weird things could happen. Here's what I would. That's crazy. Here, Here's what I would say to John, because I, I like John's take here. I mean, what if Sean McVay has the paralysis by analysis? He's so smart that he outthinks himself. And it's we've all been there, right? Whether it be a test, public speaking or whatever, you study so much, you're just too deep in. And then you kind of have a brain lapse, a kind of a brain fart. And you're, uh, what am I even doing for a second? All and of my I, bad draft takes. Every single one, not my fault. That's it's, yeah, it's over analysis. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're this is one of the smartest minds in football. I, I mean, so he's been overanalyzing things since he was a high school player. I'm sure youth football, and now he's the head coach back in his second Super Bowl. And you talked about it a little bit ago. The pressure is immense. So um, I maybe could see it, but on the other hand, you 
could see that for the Cincinnati Bengals too, right? A, a young coach, a protege, if you will. But man, I just feel so confident that you're going to have a great game, whether it's low scoring, high scoring. No. You're going to see hero ball at its finest. Uh, Matthew Stafford, as tough as they come. Joe Burrow, no one's hotter. It's it's really got the makings for one of the all-time best Super Bowls. And I will be super disappointed if we're saying next week, what a boring game. I 10-3. I just do not see a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be high-scoring, and teams are going to chase each other. Yeah, it should be a great game. It'll be a lot of fun. I, again, I just don't see a lot of the, the ways that the Bengals can take advantage of it. Now, the Rams, talking again, as Euro Evero, um, some tidbits of information that I have picked up, you know, just doing research about this guy and preparing for the Super Bowl just to be, you know, smartest guy in the room um, for the Super Bowl party. Like, hey, do you know this guy? No, you don't? Okay, sit down. Let me talk to you. Um, the, the Rams this year, first in the NFL in pre-snap two high safety looks, number two in the NFL in that trend, the Denver Broncos. They're also number one in the NFL in off-coverage usage this year, number three in the NFL, the Denver Broncos. And they were third in the NFL in six-plus defensive back formations. Now, some of that could be because hmm. the uh, the Rams linebackers are so bad, they're doing what they can to not put those guys on the field, um, right? Do you want to get your best personnel out there? And so, look at the conference they're in, too, yes. and the offenses that they go against. I mean, yeah. get ready to line up and, and get burned one-on-one. <laughs> Except the 49ers, which is one of the reasons the 49ers beat them what was like eight times, times in a row. Uh, <laughs> crazy number until the playoffs. Because it's And um, how the Rams matched up against the 49ers is, you might as well just throw that game out because it almost has no... Uh, correlation with how they're going to have that matchup against the Bengals. It's a totally different team, totally different round here. Um, another player here I want to talk about on the Bengals. This is turning into a Super Bowl show, but um, Jamar Chase is obviously the guy who gets all the credit. T. Higgins on the outs and the digs and the comebacks. Love Watch out because they're going to use Jalen Ramsey, I think, in the slot early on, try to take away Jamar Chase. Maybe not fully uh, shadow Jamar Chase, but take away Jamar Chase. But if T. Higgins can be the other guy out there. That's when things get interesting uh, for me in this game. So will be a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's so much team building fun in this game, you know, taking an offensive tackle early, taking a pass rusher or taking a wide receiver, drafting the quarterback, t- trading two first to the quarterback. I mean, so many takeaways. There's different ways to get there. Um, same destination though. Uh, and, but the main thing got to have that quarterback. Got to have that quarterback. Got to have all the grub. You got to have your crew Absolutely. with you. You got, I feel like, uh, what was it? Chris Carter's like, you've got, if you got a crew, you've got to have a fall guy. Uh, make sure you got your fall guy with you for the Super Bowl because, guys, it's a national holiday, as you guys know. And I yeah. love the conversation. We are the, waging the war of snack foods as Dahan weighs in uh, $5 super. Appreciate you so much. Best Super Bowl party food, wings or nachos. I'm going wings all day, every day. Um, have you heard of cowboy caviar, Nick? I have not. Um, okay. Tell me more. It's, Is it like so, trout eggs? No, 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 no. So I know it's got like the, it feels like it's got like some undertones of like Rocky Mountain oysters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's not it. So it's like a whole bunch of veggies, peppers, onions, squash, zucchini, beans. And it's kind of like a salsa um, mm. that you dip with scoops. It's like a healthier salsa. I'm going to try that tomorrow. And it's pretty decent. But wings or nachos, man. I got to go wings. I'm going to be firing up the grill. I'm going to be grilling wings. Uh, what say you? Wings or nachos? Oh, definitely wings. Um, all all types of wings. I mean, I guess in the sick bug era, the platter type of foods maybe are frowned upon. I, I think maybe salad bars are going the way of the dodo after this. Lick your, oh, fi- lick your fingers as soon as you're done, and then this go shake hands good. with everybody. <laughs> God, um, but man, I buffalo wings so good. Uh, my mom used to make like a buffalo cheese dip. 
um with Ooh, like, oh my god really so, a buffalo cheese dip that sounds pretty good oh my god i'm telling you man uh so good it was like a buffalo ranch cheese dip i don't even it's the most midwest thing you ever heard in your life but so good um i lean wings though um but i'll take all of it wings i also really love the the, the small foods you know like sliders or like little tacos mm-hmm. anything like that where you can just put your plate with a whole assortment of foods it's the best it's the absolute best i'm so excited hopefully uh Hopefully not too many adult beverages too. Although I will be probably partaking in a few IPAs because if I'm Couple nothing, if pot. I'm not a stereotype, couple cold pot. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Uh, our good friend Kalia is weighing in, saying, uh, talking to EJ, a good friend of the show, also saying EJ is the first time I ever cared about a Super Bowl halftime show. Man, I'm I'm pumped about this, Nick. I'm sure you are too. I don't feel like I've talked to anybody that's not looking forward to it. Maybe my dad, right? Like just kind of a different different taste of music, if you will, or a generational thing. But I mean, Dr. Dre's like gotta be approaching 60. So is it really a generational thing? I mean, you got Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. Um, who am I missing? Eminem. It's going to be absolutely awesome. I'm excited to see what these guys have cooking in their backyard for L.A., man. You've got the L.A. Kings doing the halftime show. I'm really, really pumped. There's always some sort of surprise. I thought the the Super Bowl halftime show last year was decent with the weekend, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was cool that he put up his own money. That's something mm-hmm. that uh, it, it was kind of odd. You know, like I'm going to invest in this and make it something that I really want it to be. So I hear you. The halftime show, it better live up to the hype, man, because it would be absolutely tough. And Kalia, I'm so sorry, Scott is correcting me. Kalia, thank you for joining us here on MHI on Saturday night. Yeah, thank you so much, Kalia. I will say the halftime show, I'm excited to see it. There's only one thing that ruins a halftime show for me, and that's if they have fake string players because it dry being somebody I played violin when I was five years old. Um, you could tell now. It, what are they doing? Their bows aren't matching up at all. Like, this guy's like scratching his back back there. Like they're like, they're playing like, no, they're not. Their hands aren't even moving. That just drives me insane. Uh, but other than that, I'm sure it'll be a great halftime show. Uh, typically, that's when I make uh, I break the seal and I make one of my multiple. Kyla, I screwed it up again. It's Kyla. I'm so sorry, Kyla. Scott's correcting me. I'm I'm terrible with names kyla please forgive me my guest is also weighing in good friend of the show one of those alabama crimson tide diehards first time i'm really excited about the halftime show in years it's going to be absolutely awesome peter is kind of weighing in on a i feel like this is a debate that i stepped into even before i was with mhh and i'll be heading into my third year and nick you've been here way longer than i have but there's a debate about wings i feel like with mile high huddle like it's got to be breaded wings or bone in, bone out. And I guess if I, you were to pin me down, bone in all the way, let me work the bone. I'm an absolute animal, folks. Uh, what about you, man? Bone in, bone out. What say you on the chicken strips and the wings? Either or. Honestly, are you buying? That sounds great to me. Whatever you want, that's I'm, I'm in. Um, but uh, if I had to pick, probably the bone, and I think the 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 flavor's a little bit better. And we got Eric yeah. coming in pork sliders. Now we're talking. Oh, let's, get the, let's just get the brisket plate. Screw it. Let's get the whole barbecue. Get Maybe, the Hawaiian buns and everything. Oh, too. Now we're dude. talking, like, especially because the Chiefs oh. aren't in. Now I don't have to feel bad about eating barbecue. Barbecue. Right? Like if the Chiefs were in, I'd be like, oh, I can't do it because I'm supporting them. Whatever L.A. is, I'm gonna. God, I was going to make an inappropriate comment um, about what, what they eat in L.A. Uh, Jacob Foster coming back in. Jacob, Jake. thank you so much for your support, man. You are super dude, super fan, superstars coming in. We appreciate you. What about the air fryer? You ever make like raw? I have a problem making raw chicken wings in the air fryer. I wouldn't trust it. I feel like I wouldn't know the temps. And the last thing you want to be doing, folks, is eating raw chicken, right? But yeah. I'll be throwing them on the grill, man. But like you said, I mean, meat is meat. Yes, I will take both. Um absolutely love the comment and the the 
waging of the war. And Gage is waging or weighing in here. Give me a fat brisket sandwich from GQ in Denver. Mm. That all oh, those barbecue sandwiches, man. Especially in the cold weather too, right? When yeah. you get that just hot comfort food and it's cold and you're comforted. And man, I'm I'm ready, man. I'm ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, absolutely cannot wait. And guys, we're going to keep going. We got about ten more, ten more minutes of the show as we get you yeah. ready for the Rams and the Bengals. Um, this is fun, man. This is absolutely cool to see how folks are getting ready. Um, chicken wings and air fryer are great. So that's good to know. Air fryer, man. I'm still not sure how it works, if I'm going to be completely honest. Like, explain the dynamics and the science of the of the air fryer to me, because I it's like magic. It's a, it's convection. It's essentially a convection, smaller convection oven. Magic. <laughs> you know how like when you drive over a bridge and it says bridge gets icy when it's cold, it's because it's getting cold underneath and top. So it's kind of the same thing going on with the heat. Um, so, uh, yep, it's a it's air fryer. Chase has my back. Kitchen. Yeah, it's it's like a life hack thing. The air fryer. It, I feel yeah. like I mean, I don't know how long they've really been around, but like the last few years, it's just absolutely blown up. If you don't have an air fryer, you kind of get judged. Um, Mike Way and Insane Hoagies or Cheeseburgers for me. A Philly cheesesteak, mm-hmm. man. Philly, Philly, right? Philly special. How many Philly cheesesteaks were uh, consumed in Philadelphia when the Eagles won their Super Bowl? It's absolutely cool to see you guys and what you like to, to grub on. Um, but yeah, be safe, guys. That's the biggest thing that we can preach here at, at MHH, man. If you're going to indulge in uh, whatever, whether that be some, some liquid stuff or other things, be safe and make sure that you can make it beyond the Super Bowl because life matters, your life matters. And we want to see you right here back on MHH because we've got exciting things brewing here in Broncos country. It's the dawn of a new age. You've got a new head coach, a new owner's coming, possibly a quarterback. Nick, as we start to finish up the show, what did you make of Aaron Rodgers and his, some of his comments, right? Because we're all weighing in. We're all speculating. Is he retiring? Is he coming back to Green Bay? Is he coming to Denver? What were him and Peyton talking about? I mean, what's your take on the whole thing? You I don't think say he... you're, you're, skeptic, you're skeptical either because I already know that. So I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, what was the conversation? Tell me the truth. Something I want to hear. <laughs> I think that Aaron Rodgers doesn't even know what he wants to do yet. And I think he's going to listen to his options. I do think that uh, after what happened this year with Green Bay, with how good he is coming off two back-to-back MVPs with the system they have there, I think first and foremost, he, I do think he wants to be end up back in Green Bay. And I think he wants to be back in Green Bay with this guy, Devonta Adams, paid. I think he's using this situation right now to leverage his power and get Devonta Adams a contract so that way they can give themselves a another run next season. Uh, will be interesting to see how that team changes. Obviously, they're very much in the red. They're going to have to cut a lot of players. Uh, Zadarius Smith, Billy Turner, Preston Smith, probably going to have to be guys who are hitting the hitting the market, maybe even Adrian Amos uh, as well. Mm. But um, again, I, I do think that he ends up being back in Green Bay. Uh, but I, I think he'd be just as okay calling it quits and riding off in the sunset. So we'll see what goes on. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Broncos are going to be aggressive. I think they're going to try to woo him to the extent that they can with him being under contract with another team. Um, but uh, who knows? I mean, in the end, who knows last year uh, after the Broncos didn't take a quarterback at nine, I love Patrick Sertan sidebar. I love Patrick Sertan. After love. they didn't take a quarterback at nine, um, I talked myself into, okay, it makes sense. They didn't do that because they knew they were going to get Rogers. They think they were going to get Rogers. Didn't happen. Hurt me, hurt my heart hurt my eyeballs having to watch the Broncos quarterback play last season, in the offense again. So I'm not ready to put myself, my heart out there again. You know, it's like, I, it's like I asked somebody to prom and they, they, uh, they showed their friends the note and they laughed at me. 
you know, like that kind of thing. Oh, I'm, I'm hurting big time now. Never forget. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, no, I hear you. You gotta be cautious, right? Like cautiously optimistic. And we're getting a a little bit of a report from behind enemy lines from our friend Rick here. Absolutely love it. Thanks Rick for joining in on MHI and, uh, contributing to the conversation. Rick's saying living here in Packerland and being a Broncos fan, uh, Rogers stand put. His relationship with the front office has been reconciled. Two things can be true at the same time. I believe that relationships have been reconciled in Green Bay. Uh, I think that we're all trying to figure out and speculate what Rogers' next move is, whether that's on the golf course like Todd uh, Ostendorf recognized earlier with the Denver fans. And Aaron, are you coming to Denver? I don't know. We'll see. You got the Tennessee Titans fans thinking that because he bought a house in Tennessee, he's coming to Nashville. Uh, We're just hooking on to any piece of news that we can and it's just that's that's where we're at that's where we're at with social media it's it's live and instant but to me if i'm being honest other than what i heard out there trying in vegas and everything else because those are just rumors right i mean there's no such thing as a guarantee in the nfl unless you sign that paper but i would say this it sounded odd when he started referencing 17 years um it felt like he was saying goodbye to a fan base to me in a way, but I see where you're you're at. Like if he wants to just ride off into the sunset and do whatever he wants, he seems like that kind of guy to do whatever he wants. So uh, I'm still optimistic that he's going to be here, but I would just uh, encourage people to keep grabbing on to any bits of tidbits you can, whether it be on social media, award show, a golf course. Grab them, send them to me because I'm absolutely interested. I am just as crazed as everyone else one way or the other saying Rogers is coming or he's definitely not coming. Just like our guy, Phil, let's get Phil back up there and I'll be sure to give Phil a little bit of love before I get to you, Nick, because I like to keep my word salad going. I like to keep people guessing, Uh, but Phil, let's go. Phil saying, well, I guess I will have to leave and eat dinner. I was doing fine until the wings came up. Phil, Phil doesn't like wings. Phil, you're one of the rare breeds. I appreciate you. I respect your truth, but shame on you, Phil. He loves wings. He's saying Does it was. He? he said he's saying that he has to go eat now. Just the oh, conversation that hungry. we're having. Oh, okay. I thought he was. Food. I thought he was taking a dookie on our wing conversation. No, no, he's and I was in. starting to get upset. <laughs> he, had, he had to go get some food, um, for sure. I want to get to uh, Nick here. First off, beautiful sunset picture there. Um, good and a good, good name, job. right? Good strong yeah, name. Good, good name, also, man. I've. <laughs> Another Nick that's better than me out there. But uh, other than that, um, <laughs> long listener, love you guys. I really want to see what hacking can do with Locke. It will be interesting to see what hacking can do with Locke. Who? Um, yeah, Drew Locke, you know, quarterback, uh, second round pick 42 overall. Uh, oh. Has had been in the Broncos for three years now. Um, unfortunately, probably been a bottom five starting quarterback, statistically speaking, but uh, has some arm talent, can do some stuff out of structure and has a lot of fans that are calling for him. Um, I will say, guys, the people who are calling for Locke right now, if you do want Locke to be the starter next year, these, this is a simple fact of the matter. If Locke is the starter next year, he's going to have to compete with somebody to earn that spot. They're not just going to outright give it to him. Um, if you told that to an NFL person outright, they would first ask you if you were tanking. And then if the answer was no, they would laugh at you. George Point Payton blank. would be fired by the new owner too. Uh, I mean, like you can't do it again, Nick. You can't yeah. do it again in year two with the, the competition part two, whatever. The, they will though. I, they cannot, what they can't do is Drew Locke, Jeff Driscoll. If it's Drew Locke uh, versus Mark and Marcus Mariota, yes, that sucks. But they're gonna that's that God. is a possible reality. It's not gonna be here's the keys to the Porsche Drew Locke. You just got your uh, learner's permit, or you know, you got a DUI last week, et cetera, with uh, some of the play, like, oh, you're fine. Um, no, what it would be is bringing in a Teddy Bridgewater-esque quarterback and another competition. Nobody wants to see that. I don't want to see that, no. but that's the reality of 
if if Locke is going to be the starter next year, it's because he has to beat out a quarterback of that nature in a battle. I don't really want to see that, but I think that's what's going to happen. He's going to have to not only compete, he's going to have to win the competition this time and get out of here with the, it was a conspiracy. You know, if it, if it was close and people, if Teddy Bridgewater is as bad as people are saying, then there's your answer already, right? So, ugh. Yeah, you can't do it again. And Bearded Bronco, I love you, but you're just way off base, brother, with the playoff run with Locke. I mean, can it? could it happen? Sure. Anything. But happen. we would have seen some signs trending toward that. You wouldn't see a guy on his last legs here. And I just, things, I mean, coulda, woulda, shoulda. That's the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's life. It's hard to say. I wish Drew well, but it's tired. It's exhausting. It's no. a war that just will not cease. So our guy, Peter is going to come in and break some of that up for us. Uh, thanks Pete. Since Kubiak signed his quarterback coach, I can't help but think that Kirk cousins is coming to Denver. It's not going to cost as much either. It's not ideal, but it's a good plan. C. Um, interesting Peter. I, I like it. I thought the Kubiak move was surprising, Nick. Um, it's emotion technically, if you will, I don't, I'm not, trying to disrespect anybody, but he's knows more in the NFL than I ever will. Right. He's a quarterback coach in the league. He's a Kubiak for crying out loud, but um, it was odd to see the Kubes come here for me in a good way. I didn't see a lot of connections with this offense. I didn't see a lot of connections with the personnel. Um, so I I'm pleasantly surprised to see a young Kubiak here, but he doesn't have any sway on this team. He's an up and comer. He is being developed as we speak. Broncos country. Keep your eye on Kubiak. What do you think of Kubiak uh, coming back as quarterbacks coach? Yeah, uh, I'd be, I'm happy that Clint's going to be here. I love that he has play calling experience and I love that he is somebody who knows to work the, how to work the West coast offense off of the outside zone, wide zone stretch uh, scheme that the Broncos are saying that they want to run uh, this season. I mean, again, the personnel right, right now, it doesn't really dictate it. You can say that you want to be a deep passing attack game, even though Aaron Rodgers had less air yards per pass attempt than Teddy Bridgewater last year, you know, personnel dictates what you want to do. And it might take a couple of years to, translate that scheme over uh, to get the right personnel in there in Denver. So we'll see what they look like. Uh, but uh, we got Corey H coming in $10. We Thanks, are 24 Corey. hours away from our official start of the 24 hours Rogers watch. Yeah. I am pumped. We should have an answer in a couple of weeks. I think Rogers said it would be done pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, you know, pray to whatever agency. gods you want. Um, hopefully it's a, uh, hopefully he's a Bronco, but if not, you know, be prepared to pivot and we'll see what it looks like. I will say right now, I'm going to be pretty upset if the Broncos take uh I really don't really, and I'm afraid to even say this because I didn't really like Mac Jones last draft cycle. I did think he bumped his head pretty damn hard uh, when he did hit it. Um, looked like not a quarterback who can be right when uh, the play call is wrong, so to speak. You know, the drop back pass game didn't look like a great NFL starting quarterback to me when that situation happened. Uh, but I digress. I Kenny Pickett at nine, not for me this year. That's mm -hmm. that's what's scaring me though. I have a Same. voice screaming in my head saying. They don't get Rodgers. They take Pickett at nine, and then you're back at drafting again. Arch Manning, 2026. Like that's that's what scares me right now. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. George will not allow it. George will, George Payton will not be bullied into picking a quarterback. He showed that last year. So I don't see that happening this year. Uh, I wish I could tell you gamble your mortgage on it because it's as good as gold, but you're exactly right. I mean, crazy things happen in the draft. Crazy things happen when teams become desperate. And if the Broncos drafted a quarterback, that means that Rodgers isn't here. Wilson's here, not here. Kyler Murray for those folks that are asking about Kyler Murray being disgruntled. Um, yeah, it, it's tough, but Corey, I'm right there with you. 24 hours away from the off season officially starting where the Broncos can wrap up their coaching staff. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Ijiro Ivaro is going to be the defensive coordinator with Dom Capers and that Bill Cole, our brain trust behind him. I'm really excited to see how things progress there. And we're going to start wrapping things up. I want to get some scores, some predictions from you, Nick. Scott, you as well. Please post that in the private chat. Um, I think this game's going to go to overtime. If we're being completely honest, I think wow. uh, it, it's the playoffs have been so good the last few weeks. You just you got to keep it going. I think a field goal wins it um, going 24, 21 bangles and McPherson, the young guy. I think we had one of our friends in the, in the chat saying, how about a dark horse MVP Super Bowl? You got the rookie kicker. It looks like we're going to the AFC championship. Looks like we're going to the Super Bowl. Um, that's a cool story, man. I mean, these are the things that Disney movies are made of. Sometimes they actually hook up, but uh, I don't know, man. Scott's saying 24-20 Rams. So he's got those 20s as well. Where are you at with your prediction, Nick? I'm going 31 to 20 Rams. I think the Rams are going to get it. And I'm really curious to see what happens with Sean McVay. Um, cause there's a lot of talk that he might retire if they win the Super Bowl. I don't know if you saw that prop up no. on, all over the place. Um, no way. A, yes. It's, there's a lot of murmurs going on that if the Rams win, McVay might retire. Goosebumps. Um, Who's the heir apparent in LA? Uh, Lord knows. Uh, who knows? But cause it's not O'Donnell. Cause he's the Minnesota no, guy now. I, unless where O'Donnell, did you do it's all over Twitter? Today. I got a no. Holy cow. I've been trying to drop a, that bomb in the hour. Yeah, I've been under a rock. We're trying to wrap this show up and we're getting to our prediction. Sean McVay rides into the sunset as a possibility. Yeah. yeah oh my gosh. Well, here's I'm about to ride oh, off in the sunset here. Girl. Bobby coming in here with a hundred dollars saying, Hey guys, thanks for all that you do. And Thank since Bobby's in here, I got to pull up a, uh, a picture here. Luca, Keep us uh, keep us entertained here for a second. Oh, you mean keep uh, keep flapping my gums? I absolutely will, man. Sean McVay, if that if he if those rumors are true, that would be absolutely crazy. Poppy, thank you so much. That is a huge, generous donation, guys. We understand that not everybody is able to give, but whether you're giving your support, whether it's monetary or time based, we can't thank you enough. And Poppy is a dear friend of ours. We can't uh, can't express our level of gratitude. Thank you so much. I hope that you have a great Super Bowl day with friends and family. And speaking of family, there. There's some of Nick's family. There's his fur baby summit wanting to give you a shout out, Bobby, because Bobby's been with summit since the beginning, man, since he was just a little fur ball and you brought him home. I remember he was just a little thing and uh, it's cool to see him and, and, Guys, send us some pictures of your family. Let us know yeah. your loved ones, your pets, everything else like that. It's cool to get to not only know our our supporters in MHH, but to become friends with them and, and family-like, just like we have with Bobby as well. Yep, Bobby is a big fan of Summit, so I figured I'd give her a – and so is Paul. Paul coming in here. It's a picture of Summit yesterday with the sunset with the Olympic Mountain Range in the background. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, but I want to give Bobby guys, she's she's a big fan of Summit, so I wanted to share that one there. And there we go. Scott coming yeah. in. Yeah. Look at that little fur ball, Gosh, man. So Look cute. at that little fur ball. Everyone with their fur oh. ball. And and speaking of that, whoever wins the Super Bowl tomorrow, guys, as we wrap up the show, you're either gonna have what a bunch of Joes as a name for baby puppies, pets, or whatever, maybe Cooper or Cup, mm. right? If it's for the Rams or something like that. Cooper. I mean, those that's a good dog name, right? I'm thinking Cooper or Cup. I mean, absolutely. Um, talk about a Super Bowl MVP. But guys, what a fun show, man. The Super yeah. Bowl, uh, it's cool to like not only talk X's and O's, Jimmy's and Joe's, but also some of the cool stuff that goes with the Super Bowl and having my daughter and explaining the commercials and what they used to be. And hopefully they can come back one day. But it's a cool special day, man. I feel really blessed yeah. to live in this country and be able to uh, be a part of the Super Bowl in any aspect. Yeah, man, it's a great day. It's a great day because the Chiefs aren't going to be in it too. Thank God for that. Every year that uh, Patrick Mahomes cannot <laughs> had his resume, I'm going to be happy. It. I was just thinking about driving today. Like, 
God, thank God the Chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl because I'd just be I'm so tired of them already. They've already they've already supplanted the Patriots for me as the team is just like, just go away. Just everybody go. I just leave me alone. Um Patrick Mahomes' brother and his just all of it. Just terrible. Like Andrew's son. I mean, just God. Awful. Right. They're easy to root against. And you got two Ugh. teams. No matter who wins tomorrow, we're all gonna win because I think we're gonna have a good football game. And guys, yeah. speaking of winning, is something that Nick Scott and MHH and I we're all working on here behind the scenes is we want to reward you guys for a lot of your efforts, a lot of your contributions, a lot of your time making this show, making our team as strong as it is. And with that, Jacob Foster today, you randomly have been selected to win some MHI gear. I will be reaching out to you directly to get some sizing addresses, things of that nature. So guys, stay tuned, not only on MHI, but building the Broncos, Broncos for breakfast, Dove Valley Deep Divers, Huddle Up. Uh, I think I said building the Broncos already. I think I got us all, right? Maybe. I hope so. Broncos for breakfast, book club, all those sort of things. Um, We're going to give back because you guys ride with us so hard. And we want you repping some of our gear that uh, you can find at the huddleuppod.com store, a hat, a shirt, all those fun sort of things. And be sure to tune in as we are going to continue our giveaways as we roll along. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we get on out of here, um, Luke, favorite Super Bowl commercial of all time. Oh, this is easy because I just watched the NFL uh, commercials yesterday and it was between Bud Light. It was like a Bud Light commercial and then Mean Joe Green and the Coke. I'm going Mean Joe Green and the Coke. It was before my time, but it's iconic. I can't believe that it lost to uh, the Budweiser and the Baby Horse. Now, I know someone's going to yell at me for calling it a Baby Horse because I know it has a different name. But uh, no, nah, man, Mean Joe Green and hey, kid, can I have the Coke? I mean, I got to go with that, dude. It's iconic. I can't stand the Steelers, but... Coca-Cola, it's the way it goes, man. It's king. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'd say my favorite all time is the uh, FedEx one where it's the alternate castaway ending where they open the package and it's like, oh, it's a satellite phone, some oh, seeds, yeah, a yeah, water yeah. purifier. And he just <laughs> just the dumb look on his face. Like I held on to this package for five years and it's the only thing that kept right. me alive. Deliver this package. And then it's like he'd have been <laughs> you'd have been saved. If you open that last. I don't know. That one just killed me. I'm, I'm here for the absurd and something that catches me off guard. Um. Love you guys. We got to wrap on up Broncos for breakfast on Monday. Yes, we will be there. We'll, uh, God, 6.30 a.m. my time, so 7.30 for most of your guys' time. Um, it's going to be great to hang out and recap the Super Bowl, see what happens there in that game. Obviously, guys, this is Mile High Insiders every Saturday at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. You can follow Luke and I on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Patterson, LP, and I'm at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also follow us at MHI, MHI underscore pod as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you guys are on Facebook, make sure you're joining us on facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. Um, something that's been really starting to uh, pick up a little bit, and I've been pushing it a little bit more, and I've really, really appreciated the people who have answered this call to action. Go to iTunes. Uh, you got a lot of people listening. Oh, we just had a commenter in today saying, I catch you guys on the podcast all the time. Never seen you live. If you are one of the people who is listening after the fact or you just have an iTunes account, make sure you're going and finding the Huddle Up podcast on iTunes, leaving us a five-star rating and a review. If you have any questions for us on there as well, you know, we didn't get to your chat or your comment on here. Leave it on the five-star rating. We'll get to it. Um, and also make sure you're checking out the gear at huddleuppod.com to get your swag on. Luke and I are rocking the hats here. Luke's got the hoodie on. What am I wearing? Oh, Iowa, of course. What's with you? Um, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> so Shocker. Surprise. Nick's on a hike and he's wearing Iowa stuff. Wow. Crazy. Um, We love you guys. Uh, everybody have a safe and fun Super Bowl weekend. Uh, choose kindness. Go Broncos. 
You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.